As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's not get to this game. <laughs> Rabbitohs defeat the Broncos, 32-6. to um, uh, to, Like, to be totally honest, you could see this coming a mile away. When Broncos were going to... We basically were saying for quite a few weeks, when Broncos meet a top-tier side, these games where they just use their freaky talent to get away with things, um, they're going to be found out. Rabbitohs rolled up, rocked up there. And said, yeah, you can go with this for half a game, but we're going to do this for 80 minutes. Broncos, unfortunately, did what they've done for the whole season, play only 40 minutes of football. What do they do against the Eels? Played really good 40 minutes of football, nearly got ran down. Rabideau said, we'll play as good as you for the first 40, and then we'll blow you off the park in the second half. Really, mass- like a massive, massive eye-opener for the Brizzy Broncos. Got uh, Brizzy Bronco fan there. Any other Brizzy Broncos? Got one there. You got your mic, mate. What, what are your thoughts, mate? We just got done through the middle. Uh, it was pretty clear that Turgis, Totola, they just ran over the top of us and without Haas to really steady up the middle and get those really good uh, post-contact meters. We just got done. Yeah. Um, and then add in that Jock Madden wasn't really living up to um, what Man was doing as well. Wasn't offering too much to take a bit of the... Um, the pressure off like Reynolds and then Walsh tried to do a few things, made a lot of errors. Mm. Um, like he tried, he tried hard, uh, Walshie, but um, yeah, it was just one of those games that he really couldn't inject himself as, as he wanted to. Yeah, it's, uh, there were three times, there were, th- there were three <laughs> times where I thought it just typified like the, the concern I have with the Broncos at the moment is like, look, if we want to talk about them as a top eight side, 
I'm stoked with their season. How good the Broncos, they're exciting. They can beat any team on their day. It's great. If we want to talk about them as a premiership threat, I thought there was three players that really typified the fact of why they aren't a premiership threat yet. And it was, unfortunately, my boy Katoni Staggs on three different occasions. It's second tackle. He goes for a grubber. I think it goes out. He goes for maybe a flick pass. It doesn't matter. Anyway, three times on second tackle goes for a huge play that's totally unnecessary. Like, just build pressure. Just keep the ball in hand and we'll, we'll, we'll get some points. When you look at their backs, Walsh, four errors. Staggs, three errors. Farmworth, even though Farmworth played fantastic, two errors. So on Cobo, two errors. So you're looking at four, seven. You're looking at 11 errors just between the outside backs. So on's always good for a few errors, though. Oh, man. I know, it hurts. <laughs> it breaks my heart. But like... Died, though. Um, yeah. In both attack and defence, like we'll, we'll have errors in attack and then we'll have missed tackles in defence. Like yeah. Ricky, Ricky and oh, both um, edge back rowers, both Kate Will and, and Ricky have been letting a lot of missed tackles go through. So yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a trouble for us. Your, your right edge can be the best and the worst edge in rugby league within a fortnight. Within the same game. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair actually. Like, yeah, different. Like you're totally right, Ricky. Although I've loved his aggression and his passion this year. Seven missed tackles. Capewell, six missed tackles. You add that into all the errors on the edge, and it's like, man, there's only so much your forward pack can do for you, boys. Like, um, Broncos fan here, what, what are your thoughts, mate, the Broncos? Mate? Agree completely well with what he said. Um, we definitely missed Haas. All our forwards, other than Carrigan, definitely underperformed. Um, mm. Didn't help with all the errors from the backs. Um, I've never, I've always been in the boat of no prop should be worth a million dollars, but to Broncos, I think Haas is worth that. Yep. And I hope we get some good news out of the contract negotiations that's going on at the moment. And um, also, I also want to get your opinion on Flegler. Mm. I love him off the bench. When we went through that big winning streak last year, mm. he was coming off the bench. He seems to have way more impact off the bench. When everyone's tired, he's got footwork, got a good offload. Um, yeah, I want to get your opinion on that one too. Yeah, at full strength, I like him off the bench too. I think there was a game this year where Kevy just decided to mix it up a bit and, and put Flegger on, but I like him off the bench because if Paddy and Haas get tired or have to be taken off, at least we've got some X Factor with Flegler on there. But if you, if you start Paddy, start Haas, start Flegler, there may be a period, I'm not, not 100% sure, but there's a possibility where all three go off and all that, like, our forward pack without those three in it, you know, it's a different fallback. Jensen's good, but he, he's a toiler. He's not a, you know, and then you've got Kobe, Kobe Hetherington, who is he's a bit smaller, so he's not going to have as much impact. So I agree, I like Flegger off the bench. Just with the Broncos fans, do you think we're a premiership this season? Potentially. Potentially? Not, not 100% confirmed yet, but yep. yeah. No, I'm, I'm in the same. What, do you, next, season. next season? Yeah. I, I'm, I think potentially in regards to, like, if we can clean up the, the errors in, in the completion rate. Um, but I think 2000, the only problem with next year for us though, is we lose Flaglart, we lose Herbie. And like Herbie is so important for us. It's crazy. What do you... Yeah, we've got Jesse, got Jesse Arthur. Like Herbie brings something special though. <laughs> Herbie brings something special. And I, I think as much as we're talking about him, I think we'll talk more about Flegler, how much of a loss he is next year and how much we appreciate him at the moment. Oh, Flegler. How, how concerned, Kempi, are you around Payne Haas in that, firstly, it's only a one-game sample size, essentially, mm. without him and mm. getting pumped after a really a terrific start to the season. And secondly, I'll say that if any team loses their best player, you know, you're, 
your premiership credentials take a massive hit. How far can devil's advocate, glass half empty sort of view of it, if Painhouse gets into miss of the season, how far can Brisbane go? Like how much does that take you out of it? Yeah. It was it was grim on the weekend. Well, we're not gonna win the comp without Painhouse, I don't think. But I will say that it's I'll be able to make a better judgment call when our outside backs don't make as many errors. Because yeah. like our forward pack can only do so much if we're making eight like what, eleven errors between the four of us. And when you look at the stats, we had forty eight percent of the ball and we ran for about 250 to 300 metres less in a Rabbitohs pack. And we all agreed like Rabbitohs are a premiership threat. So that's not too bad considering we lost Payne Haas. And like Payne Haas is literally worth 200 metres. So I think that it's, it's not as dire as some may suggest where like we're just going to get lose games without Haas. But I do think like if we're going to win a comp, it's like, it's like Haas is almost like could Panthers win the comp without Fisher-Harris? I'm, I'm not sure they could. Um, like, I just think he's so important to the side. It's crazy when you look at it at the weekend without Payne Haas, you know, and he, he, he was the main out there. And you think back to last year, as soon as Pat Carrigan went down, you didn't win, did you win another game after that? Mm. I don't think you did. No, no, we didn't. He went out game. in the Tigers game, I think, and then you, you yep. lost after that. Yep. Whereas, like, earlier in last year, Adam Reynolds missed a couple of games. And you were fine. Mm. Like, it's unbelievable how... And I was sitting here last year going, wow, they can lose Adam Reynolds and still be okay. But as soon as you lose either of these middle forwards, mm. it just falls into a heap. Yeah, I think we're getting a little bit better, though. Like, I thought on the weekend without Haas, we were still sold through the middle. I actually thought it was our backs that kind of let us down. Um, so, but yeah, it's... We do rely heavily on Haas. Like, Haas is single-handedly the one... Us, definitely one game mm. where mm. he came off the bench for that 10 minutes and we scored three tries. Uh... Yeah, he's a big part of our... Now, the million-dollar question in regards to is he worth a million dollars, in the old salary cap, I would say I'm never paying a forward front row a million dollars. In the new salary cap where a million dollars is the equivalent to, like, $800,000, I say, yeah, you pay him a million dollars. Um, so, yeah, he's just... we just never seen anything like it. Never seen, now, let's get to the, um, the Rabbitohs. What a win. What a win. Easily... Oh, probably is... I mean, I'd even go to you. Oh, we'll be without us. Second best performance of the year. What I loved about this with the Rabbitohs, it was just so ruthless. So ruthless. Like, you just, you basically challenged the Broncos to say, yeah, you've got a gun side, and let's, we'll, we'll go with you for that first 40. But what separates premiership threats from non-premiership threats is who can play 80 minutes at the, this super high level. And the Rabbitohs proved that on the weekend. Uh, Campbell Graham was absolutely phenomenal again. Has he, has he etched his name in a Blues jersey for sure? We've got some Rabbitohs fans here. He's got the mic. I'd like to say I just absolutely love that Campbell is getting the raps he deserves. For years, he's been the player who's put his hand up to take this tackle to hit up, which is the hardest hit up um, to take in a set. He has also had a lot of changes in his right winger. Mm. So his combinations, he's also helped bleed in Lockie Ilias. So there's a lot that Campbell does off the ball as a South supporter I've admired for years as he's come through. And then mm. now just to see him reap the rewards of all his hard work, his prowess in attack. Mm. Um, and I'm just so happy that he's getting this recognition and he's in the talks to play at Centre in Origin. Oh, absolutely. And you're totally right in regards to like all the, the, the little things that he does that don't get noticed. 
um, you know, he's getting hype now because we see the tries. But any Rabbitohs fan will tell you, he's been doing this for years now, two to three years, even, you know, <laughs> like people forget, like we, we t- okay, we talk about um, Suwali'i, he debuted at 18. Mm. Um, Campbell Graham was still in school when he debuted. And people don't even even talk about that. If you're still in school and debuting, like the other bloke did debut when he's still at school, Wade Graham, like we're talking about international, you know, gun rep players. And I just think Campbell Graham has been, you, I totally agree, flying under the radar for so long. We, we've been talking about him for Origin since last year. I think if he isn't in an Origin jersey this year, it's criminal. It's, it's honestly, put it this way, I think he's more sure of an Origin jersey right now than Hines. That's how much he deserves a jersey, even though I would probably, after Hines' continued improved performance, you know, last week I would have probably maybe still had Luai there and had Hines off the bench, but now seeing the way Hines continues to just go up and up and up, I'll probably bring Hines into that sixth role. But Campbell Graham's so good, I'd probably have him as, he's almost my first pick. It's a term that we don't use as much anymore because the centre position has become a little bit more um, fluid in the modern game, but I think he's the best pure centre in rugby league right now. Campbell yeah, Graham, for sure. Without a doubt. He is such a good footballer. I had the pleasure of watching this game with an incredibly drunk Matty the Waterboy, <laughs> which was quite an experience. And uh, myself and Matty, we're both huge Brad Fittler people. Uh, or I think always will be, but I think we both looked at each other the other day and said, if he doesn't pick Campbell... We've got dramas. Yeah. We've Matt, got serious Matty dramas. Maddie loves Brad Fittler more than you love Jermaine Hopgood. <laughs> Might be true. He loves Brad Fittler. <laughs> He's got to be there. He, he, <laughs> he be. He's arguably one of the most well-rounded outside backs in the game right now. Like, so you've got a guy like Trell who has this crazy high ceiling. But, I mean, you know, the tough carries that Campbell Graham does. Now he's added to his game attacking flair. His defence is fantastic. His work rate is fantastic. In contact, he never loses contact. Any time he's gone up against some of the best centres in the game, he's never lost that battle as well. He is seriously... He can't do anything more to get picked for the Blues. He seriously can't. In my opinion, yeah. Like, like, he's been playing so well that even if you use, like, Tom Travoy, which was killing it, um, Trell was killing it, you know... Biz is killing it, Ado Car's killing it. You would like be uh, like stressing out how to get him in the side. That's mm. how well he's playing right now. And mm. he just seems to be a guy that would just eat Origin up, eat it up. Um, any other questions from Rabbit? Yep. Do you think, uh, sorry, do you think uh, Campbell Graham's on the wing or in the centres for Origin? Well, it just all depends on Turbo. It all depends on Turbo. Like, look, if, if Turbo is 100% foot fit, I'm putting Turbo at centre only because he's one player of the series from there. And also, Campbell Graham played a lot of wing coming through the grades. And I thought he did quite well on the sting for Australia. Um, if if uh, Tommy Trevojevic is not 100% and he's not picked or whatever, 100% you're picking um, Campbell Graham in the centres. No doubt. No doubt. Any other... Got some... Just... Yeah. I just want to say as well, like, Cody Walker's absolutely killing it at the moment. Like, that try where Campbell passed it back into him, uh-huh. like, the way that he just spocked it out oh. and said, just give me the ball, I'm going to be on the inside, and he just popped in, put the ball down, unbelievable. You could even consider him playing, like, 14 for New South Wales if you really needed someone. Like, bring him on for 20 minutes. Like, he'll absolutely run riot where there's tied forwards um, on the field. He probably won't get the spot, but if you need a consideration, he's probably there. Um, and... 
Just another thing, Latrell's killing it after that criticism he copped a few weeks ago and well done to him because he's just put the team on his back and he's absolutely running a riot around everybody. And like that second try that he scored yesterday where he just got the ball, palmed someone off and put the ball up and then bounced and just got back off AJ. Like, who else is doing that in the comp? Imagine scoring off your own crossfield kick. <laughs> I, um, on last podcast, I gave him a massive, massive rap. And, he, and I said something that he disagreed with. I won't say what it was. Anyway, he sent me a very aggressive banter chat. But tr- let's just put it this way. Trell is in the mood and he yeah. is, uh, he's ready to rumble. He was um, he basically saying, you know, no one, no, basically said no one does it like I do it. So he's a very confident right now. I, th- I personally think he wants a Dally M. I, I reckon he wants a Dally M um, and obviously he wants a premiership as well. But I think his main goal right now is a premiership for South and a Dally M. Because then, then it's everything. He's done everything. Yeah. Got a question there, mate? I, I just wanted to know uh, what your thoughts would be on how how uh, confident South would be after coming off those two wins, uh, how close they would be to a premiership, seeing that in the previous few years South have had – very good offence and uh, they've, they've sort of floated in and out of games but coming after the cr- criticism throughout the start of the season, the last two weeks they've really shown that they can get down to the grit and the grind of the game. Mm. You haven't really seen that off South Sydney for the last few years but just wanted to know how close you would think they are seeing that they can grind and especially with that Bulldogs game, the Bulldogs run it for 30 so minutes and then their attack just flourished through. Yep. Same with the second half and then last week against Panthers, they just stuck with it, stuck with it, had no ball and then just come through and especially with the Broncos game first half no ball at all mm. coming into the sheds 12-6 and then you just see them in the second half just showcase what they've got yep. just grinding and then just pushing them out of the games like they haven't been able to for a few other years Kenny, yep. before you jump in a couple of numbers around that mm. and, and you mentioned the grit that they've shown like the Bunnies put 40 points on sweet we know they can attack they're arguably the best attacking team in the competition they've got the second best defence in the competition this season conceding 15.3 points a game the Panthers are number one, surprise, surprise, with 13.9. So Bunny's 15.3. Third place is the Broncos on 18.2. So that's a pretty significant difference between the two teams. The Broncos going into the week, the Broncos now have the second best attack in the competition with 26 per game. The Sharks are first with 29. So prior to the weekend, I checked their stats today. So the Broncos may have been number one mm. leading into this round. And then the Bunnies came to six points. Like that defence... Yeah, it's amazing. And it wasn't a a matter of like, you know, it was 50-50 possession. Like, they were under the pump the whole first half. The whole first half. And, and, you know, Broncos, yeah, they're missing Hassan, man, but they still have Adam Reynolds, Herbie Farnworth, Selwyn Cobbo, Staggs, like... They They were their only two players missing, like, from their entire roster. It wasn't like we were decimated by injury, and they just kept... They just dominated. Like, even when they were under the pump, you could still feel they had control of the game. That's how confident they are in their defence. In regards to premiership, they're absolutely a premiership threat this year. Like, if you had asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said I'm a bit unsure. But after this, beating Penrith and then doing this to the Broncos, who, you know... They're on top of the table. Like even though their wins haven't been that convincing, they're still on top of the table. And they went up there and did it. I will say though that next year, oh my god! Like if there was one knock on the whole squad of the the Rabbitohs right now, it would be maybe missing a winger or an outside back on that other edge there. With Jackie Whiten coming at centre, you move Tass to wing. That is like. 
they're basically if they don't challenge for a premiership in that if they don't win a premiership in the next year or two it'll be a missed opportunity <laughs> our best player and they sign him as like oh if he performs in the preseason he might get a run in the NRL for us <laughs> oh Moving on. I think it's really good what South have done, though. I think that you see it quite often in, like, the NFL, where they might have a roster in a certain spot and you stack two seasons to go hard at it. Look at the LA Rams a couple of years ago, did a very similar thing. I love what South and you have done. They've obviously looked around the room and gone, hey, we've only got Cookie and Walker for X amount of time. Let's go all in on this period. You've got guys like Campbell Graham, Colin Matungi, they're mascot boys, they're Coogee boys. I think they will stay there to try and win a premiership over the next two to three years. So I think South Sydney have nailed it at the moment. I, I think there's a really good chance I get to round one next year and they're my premiership favourites. Yeah, agreed. And, like, what's what's crazy is, like, you got Lockie Ilias just sitting there just plying his trade, plying his trade. Because, like, the one thing that a lot of these clubs that are in these windows, it's usually based around a seven where you go, well, this seven is only got two more years left. Once he's there, like, you know, sorry to bring it up, but, like, the Raiders right now, they lose Jackie Whiten. They are done. Like, they're gone. Like, they're going to have to recruit massively. It's just the truth. Like, it's just the truth. It's the truth. Um, It's just, hey, hey, the Broncos went through it too. When we we had no half and we had to go out and recruit uh, Rabbitohs number seven, so we've been through it too. But the crazy thing with the the Rabbitohs and how well they've set this up, even if they lost Cody Walker, you would still go, yeah, I've got confidence in them that they'll be able to bring someone in for that. They could even, you know, they, they made the grand final without Latrell Mitchell. So, like, the, the, what they've managed to do there is just phenomenal. And especially, like, they're the only club post-Wayne that has, you know, continued to dominate. Whereas post-Wayne, usually it's a fucking shit show. Uh, I'm loving what's happened at the, the Rabbitohs. I really, really am. Did you seriously just compare the Broncos' recruitment prospects to the Raiders? <laughs> I'm just saying that we had to go out and recruit a seven. You guys are going to have to go out and recruit uh. a miracle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be paying Seb Chris 1.5 mil next year just to keep him at the club. Uh, any more questions of Rabbitohs at all? Or you all? I just wanted your opinion on the forward pack from South Sydney because mm. that's what I was happy with the most, I think. Um, they only completed 70%. Mm. I think if South complete over 80%, they can pretty much beat anyone. They showed that with Penrith the week before. Mm. But to Tola back, Burgess was, he picked up his game a bit. Um, and Kalamantangi's got to come back in. Um, I just wanted your opinion on the four pack. Oh, mate, it's incredible. Totola came back in 45 minutes, ran for 200 metres, essentially. And again, it just it re-emphasises the point. If you had said to me a couple of years ago, a Rabbitoh side with a, and a Burgess Brothers is quiet, I'd say there's no way they're going to win games with the Burgess Brothers quiet. They, like, obviously, Tom Burgess is still important to that side. I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, just get rid of him or whatever. But, like, you can win matches without Tom Burgess, whereas I just feel like a few years ago, that just wouldn't just wouldn't happen you know Totola you got Moale's got um, getting more experience I mean you're starting front row with Saleh and Jai Arrow like hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
and they both did an incredible jobs. And so once you have that full strength forward pack back on the field, you're going to have guys like Host Cheekham that potentially may not even be in the side, and you're winning games against teams like Penrith to them. So, mate, I I just cannot speak highly enough of the way the Rabbitohs have just almost under the radar built such a solid squad that doesn't rely on just one or two people. Again, I repeat, they made a grand final without Latrell Mitchell. How many teams in the NRL could say, take out your superstar and make a grand final? It just, it just does not happen very regularly. So, see us, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> now, now uh, on to... Oh, there's one more question, sorry. There's one more question. Our forward packer last across the last few years have just been building so nicely. We've got the experience of Tom Burgess mm. and Jairo, but then we've been blooding guys like Davey Mawali. And then now we're hopefully starting to see Hame Sele get a bit of runs on the board through hopefully luck. Um, that's what's let him down across the last few years, his um, injury toll. So it's just good to see how we've nursed through um, some of our forwards and we've got Keon to come back. We've got Havili to come back as well um, mm. and then we've also got Shaq Mitchell who yeah. had a great um, start to the year Very before true. he fell out injured so we've got some good depth in our forward pack which is building nicely yeah absolutely agree absolutely <laughs> agree um, now on to the uh, oh I've got to think about the listeners make sure to grab a case of bloke beer on the weekend uh, get down to your local we've got a store locator on our website we are in hundreds of stores across Queensland New South Wales ACT uh, and Victoria uh I think we're in every celebrations, every bottle, every IJ plus liquor, crazy prices, and it's beautiful beer. Give our beer a try. I promise you, you will not regret it, especially the midi. The midi is absolutely exploding. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.